make sure the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. Very important, very important. Your death in the Spirit, your weight in the Spirit of the Child of God, will give you a place heavenly and to begin to discover yourself in the agenda of God. I tell you, very important. The Holy Spirit is poised to take your eye to the sequence of the successes for the journey of regeneration. The journey of regeneration is a journey that is sequential. Sequential. Different stages. Okay? And the journey of regeneration is a journey where a man moves from obscurity to reality. Very important. Your life on earth is a journey from obscurity to what? To reality. That's the sequence of the journey. You must understand this. It must be well defined in your spirit. You must understand the consequences of your faith. You see, very important. You must understand the consequences of your faith and what God is establishing in you at time. You are making a journey of regeneration from what? From obscurity to reality, from darkness to light, from death to life, from mortality to what? To immortality. This is the sequence. That is the life of a Christian. So you should be able at the point come to understand beauty. And we need to catch up with the mysteries that is that is hidden in each sequence. That those mysteries, as they get revealed in your heart, as you come in contact with them, it begins to crystallize your soul. You will know. You will know that your life is on the upward move. You will know. You will know that you are walking out of darkness. You are coming to the realm of light. You will know you are no longer in darkness. You are coming to the realm of light. You are not in the domain of death. You have come to life. You have moved from obscurity to reality. You will know there's a witnessing of the spirit of regeneration above your heart. This should be the picture of of the life of a typical Christian. This should be the content of our faith journey. And you know the beautiful thing about this? When there is this progress being made in your life spiritually, it has what it takes to affect your life physically. So that some of those things you are praying about now, they are not supposed to pray for them. They become addendum to what is happening today. It and it's coming to a sort of confirmation. That's what I'm saying. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteous demand. This is the righteous demand of the kingdom of God. Everyone will be added. <laughs>
I wish that you prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. Your soul must prosper. And this is what the Holy Spirit established in our lives. So we must sustain with full focus the sequence of our generation. Just as you know the journey we will come to this place, you were having sequences in your journey. At every point in time, you knew where you were. You knew you were approaching this place. You knew the right place to take. Even though they would be holding up on your way, you were patient for a while, but you were still convinced about where you were heading. You were not waiting for the photo to clear up. And you continued. And as you make progress, you knew you are approaching. Two minutes, three minutes, I'm closer. I know that place. You see, there was a secret. Despite the limitations, despite the photos, despite the distraction that came your way, still you knew where you were going. That should be your life. I see someone. Rediscovering the sequence of three generations in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Holy Spirit wants us to rediscover this sequence. This successive patterns of our journey. He wants you to know it. Because the more you know it, the more you are able to cooperate with Him. If you don't know where you are coming from, how can you know where you're heading to? Heading. Every journey has a cost. Every journey you make in life has a cost. If you want to move from here to the town, there's a cost. If it cost you more to move from here and outside this town, that just moving with the town. To cost you more. You are moving from one state to another state. To cost you more, you are moving from one country to another country. You moving cost you more. You are moving from one continent to another continent. Every journey has a cost. We thank God for the revelation of His word. No matter what, we must continue to sniff out the truth that God has revealed in us. <laughs> we must continue to discern the truth. We must be abreast with the truth. Very important. The journey of regeneration starts with what? The baptism of one repentance. Okay? Two baptism of water. Three baptism of the what? Holy Spirit. Four, 
Baptism of what? The word of God. This is the sequence of our journey. A sequence of regeneration. You know the meaning of the word regeneration, right? Yeah. It means coming to life. To regenerate, regrowing, coming to life again. Okay. Every soul that must come back to the life of God in Christ must pass through a successive sequence of regeneration. It comes with what repentance, it comes with what baptism of water, it comes with what baptism of the Holy Spirit, it comes with what baptism of the Word of God. Some Christians are still battling with this. They repent today, they go back. They repent today, they go back. <laughs> Some Christians have reached this one. They have received baptism of water. And then, as far as they're concerned, the life as Christians are what? They concluded. Some have even made their future effort to come to what? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, they felt that they have reached the climax. And they are there. With the charismatic gifts at work in them. Only very few pressing further to come to the last stage of regeneration, which is what the baptism of the word of God. The devil himself is well informed about this reality. He knows. So as in, in any way he can as I put the affect your journey. He knows to a great extent he will limit your capacity. Most of the things you are asking to, to do for you are actually tied to different levels of the sequence of regeneration. From glory to glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory. It's quite disheartening to see how many Christians are so locked up in the most elementary aspect of the Christian life. Many Christians. He can see them completely at the lowest end of the Christian journey. And that's why, as long as their children, even though they own everything, they are still, they are still slaves. And because Christians who are not growing to come into this realm where God has prepared us, then people of the world have rights to mock us, make a mockery of us. Are we together here? Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 
It's a choice that you have to make to press in. If you have passed through this into this, it goes with not just that you have repented, but with a vow. That is why when we come to water baptism as Catholics, there are moments where you do what? You take vows. We call it baptismal promises. Where you vow that from now henceforth you belong to God. Right? At every start, we do what? They renew the vow of our baptism. Then we come into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is just a privilege of what happened on the day of Pentecost, when there was an outpouring of the Spirit of God heavily upon the church. And you can see how the church at that level began to operate. Because the presence of the Holy Spirit made the people different in their life. Still, that wasn't enough. They continued. Came into the baptism of the world. The Bible says, So mightily grew the word of God and they prevailed. <laughs> the word of God kept growing in them, imparting them with wisdom, God's own kind of wisdom, impart them with knowledge, God's kind of knowledge. There was revival. You could see them. Dogged, they commanded a strange spirit in their lives. And Jesus said, When my spirit comes, he will lead you to all the truths. The spirit will begin to lead you from here. But he begins to get excited when you come into this realm because that's the realm where he wants to begin to. Exercise the fullness of his ministry in your life. At that point, he marks you with his own mark. <laughs> he gives his own mark that this person finally has come to a point where I will give you my mark. When we begin to grow in the baptism of the word of God, the Holy Spirit begins to lay bare to you truths. The kingdom. At this point, Jesus said, when he comes, he won't talk about himself. He will say what I tell him. He will take what is mine and give them to you. And we have treated what is that which Christ has, which he has had the Holy Spirit to communicate to us. And what is that? His life, his nature, his life, and his spirit. He will take what is mine, he will take my nature and impart it to you. He will take my life, he will give it to you. He will take my spirit and give it to you. You and I become one. At that level, whatever the Father has given to Christ, you become what? A partaker of those things. Automatically. Don't go that far. That says we are co-heirs with Christ. We are co-heirs. We become co-heirs with Him. Can you see the difference? At that time, you don't beg Him because you own it with Him. 
It is so surprising. You now own what he owns. Whatever he places on belongs to you. His victory becomes your victory. His righteousness becomes your righteousness. His joy becomes your joy. Whatever Jesus enjoys as a son of God, you too, you've been qualified to also become what? The beneficiary of those things. That's what the Bible says, we are seated with Christ. He said, we are seated with him. Seated with him. Not because we are dragging seat with him. But that will tell you the level of what elevation has brought him to. Was seated with him far above principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual hosts of wickedness. Not because we want for it, not because we deserve it, but because this is the consequence of what his submit ministry. And on account of our response through our spirit, the Holy Spirit is bringing this reality to bear with my soul and your soul. That is why. That is why the Bible says that we are co-heirs with him. And any time we receive the Holy Communion, we are actually operating on this level. We are renewing the covenant of what? Being partakers of what the Holy Spirit has given us from Christ. We renew his nature in us. We renew his life in us. We renew his spirit in us. It is no longer I who live. It is not Christ that lives in me. The life I live now, I live by faith. That's why once you come in here, your life becomes a life of what? Faith. We don't live by sight anymore. That is the successive journey of regeneration. You don't walk by faith. You don't walk by sight anymore. You walk by faith. Because at that point, the baptism of the world so impacts you so much that in as much as you believe the report of men, which is normal, you believe that report. The report of medicine, the report of finance, the report of economy, the report of world, of this world, everything, the report of culture, the reports of the news, on the television, on the internet. You believe them. Yes, they are real, okay? Even though we believe the report of men, eh? The report of God is what? That becomes your new standard. You don't deny the fact of what I'm saying. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. Things are hard. Yes. But it's not report. This level here gives you chance to keep into that type of what? Report. That's why when they say that they're casting down, we believe through the situation is the casting down situation. But what? We say that the lifting up. We now exercise the clear report of what? The word of God was received. This is how the Holy Spirit wants us to live. Me, I will live like that too. <laughs> I ain't made up my mind. 
You have escaped the corruption in this world. So when the forces of corruption invade the chambers of your life, say, hey, sorry, sorry, you made a mistake. You can't go to your own In the name of Jesus, you exercise your divine nature because corruption only understands the language of what? Divinity. And not just a language, but a reality of divinity in you that you confess. And you are saying it, you are actually exercising what is inside of you. The Bible says, You are abundant of what? What happens? So it was the abundance you have to make it. This nature must be dead. So when you are saying it, you are releasing the substance that is inside you. And that's what corruption can understand. So if your Christians have not come to a point where you have you have come to embrace this nature as your living reality every day, then how can you express it? Let me tell you, the system of this world is built in such a way to sneak Christians, eh? sneak life out of Christians. The more the world is getting corrupt, the more the poor the world are integrated. Because that's their system. You see them, they are living their life. They take advantage of the decadent going on to prosper. Tell us what? Amen. Why the Christians are struggling to breed to the need of anywhere you come to is corruption. All the systems are decaying. It sounds as if if you want to do right, you are seen as the old person out. You are like forced to join the black one. To even stand for truth now is so frightening. Everywhere, corruption has been endorsed as a culture of the day. Anything outside it is seen as a misnomer. The Bible says the time will come when evil will be found at what? Good. And why evil will be found at what? Evil. Well, that's better happening. So, how can you manifest as a Christian at this point in time? How can you witness for Christ? How can you stand your ground? Will you have the capacity to sustain the integrity of your Christian life in the midst of a corrupt world? Not by living a superficial, shallow Christian life? No. That's why Jesus said, when I come back, will I still find faith on earth? Because the devil do everything to sniff faith out of this world. You and I cannot afford to pay with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not failing you. I don't know about you. I'm not failing you. What he did for me is enough for me to say, no, I must stand and what? Maintain and sustain the integrity of what he died for. His light in us cannot go down. Shall we be the man? Amen. If you can proceed to be successful in life at different capacities, would you know that at your death, even all that you have pursued in life will turn to ordinary paper? Be your academic pursuit, your achievement everywhere, from the moment you die, everything in that world stupid and foolish. Why can't I also, for sure, when I know that has eternal value forever? 
So it's your decision to make. If this makes any sense to you, you are the one that now make up your mind and say, excuse me, I think he deserves the best for me. My life must count. I will not allow him to weep because my life failed to partake of what he sacrificed. You must build arguments to sustain your Christian life. Why you should remain firm in what you do. You have to come to a point in your life as a Christian where you are not a Christian because people believe you. <laughs> you are a Christian because you believe yourself. Yes. If you believe, you know, it's consequential. This is me. You have to be brutal with your identity. I'm not just an identity, but even the values of the gospel. I don't do this. Full stop. You like it? Good. If you don't like it, leave it. Don't force me to live through my house because you want me to be your friend. No, you be the best person. If you're not strong with your faith, you will lose it. The three Hebrew boys in Babylon. Okay, as for this case, we cannot discuss it again. It's a settled matter. We know our God is able to save us, and He will save us. But even though He doesn't save us, He must come to that point. Whether God responds or not, you're not changing your stand. You do what you're supposed to do. You live your life. You put your blood on the bloodline. I said, God, I'll come to the point where I don't need you to encourage me again. Yes. That's the way you God is affecting you. Then you're trying your best. Try your best. This is the world today. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm a partaker of his nature. That investment of his nature must be everything in our life. He gave his nature. His nature is not mortality. His nature is what? Immortality. That's why corruption cannot bring anything to it. So all forms of mental corruption, emotional corruption, I believe in all those ready, man. Mental corruption. What are they? Hmm? Can we identify mental corruption? Hmm? Hmm? Mental, mental first. We have mental corruption. We have. Uh, Emotional corruption, what bodily corruption, mental corruption, emotional, what bodily, what spiritual, so let's start with this one, rebellion, Unbelief, am I correct? Unbelief, 
Together here, sadness, depression, hatred, unforgiveness. Addiction. Sickness addiction. Floods. So called corruption. Corruption, mental corruption, emotional corruption, bodily corruption. We we'll talk about spiritual corruption. We we'll talk about rebellion, unbelief, doubt, ignorance. Mental corruption, sadness, depression, hatred, unforgiveness, envy, etc. Then we talk about emotional corruption, naivety, identity crisis. Perversion, moral perversion, lack of self control, anger. Which is it? Yes. Are you saying it's a person of. When you're naive. Yes, no. It's a level of innocence. No, no, it's not innocence. Yes. What is it? A naive person is somebody who cannot engage in someone to talk to. 
profound effect of that technology. Okay. It's part of the impact of corruption. Mm -hmm. Naive. That's why it's because he doesn't sense things. Then he has a naivety, he gets in trouble. Like a sheep. Don't look around. Mm. Then bodily, corrupt sickness of different kinds, addiction, sloth, laziness, laziness. So when Peter says we well, have received the divine nature, having escaped the corruption. Yes, sir. Sorry. Okay, if I classify everything that is Yes, it's part of the rebellion. It's part of the rebellion. It's part of the corruption that comes. Corruption is true. They all order rebellion and unbelief. Okay? Jealousy. They are part of the emotional. Perversion, better about among the moral perversion. So when the devil is bringing corruption, he brings it to this different aspect of your life. He goes after your spirit. He goes after your mental faculties. He goes after your emotional energies. He goes after your body. All of it, he wants to make sure he brings it to what to corrupt it, so that at the end of it, he weaponizes all these things for his own good in your life. So Paul now says, do not yield your members to become what? Instruments of unrighteousness. Don't yield your members. Your members are not just your physical body, but your spiritual, mental, emotional, and bodily faculties. So that's why Jesus came to give you his nature. Give you his life. Give you his spirit. His nature, first of all, which consists of all this, is what he has given to you to make you escape from all this. So when he gave you his nature, he gave you what it takes to subdue these things and live above them. They will not go. But he wants to, day by day, exercise that divine nature to live above these things. They are inconsequential. You subdue them. You see them. When they rise up, you resist them. So he prayed against this and said, ah, let's not go. Go and take it away. Go and take it away. What he did was to give what it takes to give it all our peace. Look at what he did. He came and said, okay, I give you power over demons. Why did he clear the demons? Hmm? The first one he gave the disciples is to cast that demon. Why couldn't he just carry all the demons and say, oh, okay, I got to go. Don't be so much again. So that he gave them power. Why did he say, I command all sicknesses to vanish? You can see it. What happened? He gave his disciples the power to heal the sick. So it means sickness is still there, but he gave us what it takes to deal with sickness. He's defeated the power of sin. Okay, and gave her what it takes to deal with the encumbrances of sin when they come. Paul now says, sin should not have what? 
dominion over him. He didn't say temptation will not come. Even when he prayed, he said deliver us from all temptation. He still recognized that there will be temptation. But he has given what it takes to deal with it. Because God, do you know why this is very important? Listen to me and listen carefully. Amen. Amen. Open your eyes and ears and listen to me. The future is not bright as it is. I've been saying this for a while now. I'm sure those who have been part of us, one of all years, have heard me say this repeatedly. We are going down the road now. They say when the plane is landing, the more danger of that plane is taken off. So we are coming down now. A lot will be happening. And very fast, try to build yourself up. Build yourself up. Christians should come big and small and even before the world because they are already on the top. They have seen their faith that they know they belong to that place. So you are the target of the wicked forces. You that claim you are for Christ. And that's why if you are listening carefully in the spirit, you can see that the authority of the Holy Spirit is so high. He's wishing that the bride of Christ will break up. Who will be on the cruise for years, for 2,000 years. He's saying, we're arriving now. You know, as the plane is coming down, the pilot will say, hold on your bed, get prepared for landing. The church will get prepared for what? Landing now. Put on your bed of Put on the helmet of salvation. Put on the robe of righteousness. Put on the shoes so for the end of the gospel. You've got to put on all the armors of God that you will be able to withstand the evil one on the evil day. Don't wait until a victim of the corruption of the enemy before you start praying, before you start building your capacity in the spirit. Attacks will come, strange sicknesses will come. We are talking about sickness, and some of us are thinking it's just this one sick now. These ones are just, they are just trying their best. And you have seen everything that even a medical night, they are people, they are more confused. Sicknesses are messed up big time. I am still having confidence in them. Medicine is failing every day. We are seeing it. And you still believe that there will be solution. Themselves, they are losing faith in what they are communicating to you. Sometimes they are prescribing, they, they are using the drug to you, and their face, their mouth, their face is this way. Because they know that what they are telling you is just, okay, let's just uh, do the needful. What is happening? Sometimes, even after minutes listen to you, they know that you are going down. If you need God, they will survive. You mean you survived it? That was very, you survived it? Wow. They need to ask, I thought you told me, no, okay. Why are you saying, wow, wow? <laughs> and then you are still expecting that, oh, no problem. Why are you sustain that? Please, activate your faith. Activate your solid faith. 
So when the word is failing you, you have something to stand by and fight the last fight of life. Not when the word gives up on you. You don't say, hi. Even the God that you never give time, you are not confident to hold it because you never invested in it. This corruption is on the growing measure. The devil is a tactical fighter. The Bible says, War to the inhabitants of the earth because the devil has come with great anger. The guy is angry and he's coming with a corruption that has come with him. When he was cast from heaven, he came down with corruption. That's why anyone he comes into, he discharges the end of corruption. Into every system. The earth takes corruption. The plants take corruption. Human beings around, they receive amplitude of corruption. He does his hand this way. Sickness of different times will start coming. We think, where are they coming from? Why have these sickness been hiding all this while? Why are they coming now? So we can understand the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That is why the last medicine of humanity to deal with corruption. Jesus saw it many years in the future. And he gave what he promised. A time will come. The group of priests to do what? To bless bread to become communion. Because only those who partake of the communion in the right dimension, you will take it. What happened on the way to the promised land by the Jews when the snake was biting them for it to happen? That time, the ministry and the grace of the Holy Spirit will come alive. If you partake of it, even though you are getting nothing, something happens to you. People say, What happened to you? He said, Come on. He said, Come on. Then everybody will start looking for Jesus. That's when the world will not know that I have a Savior. They said that in later days, the mountain of the house of God shall be considered as the highest of all mountains and all nations of God will stream to it. They will ask, teach us the laws of God. People of the world will be looking for Christians. But unfortunately, that time, what will be the most Christians? Why are you confused about themselves? You will see that time, they will and say, teach us the faith. You say, hey, please look at you. You say, look at love. Please, who has enough? Material, please, can it not more truth? The hunger for the truth will come alive. But unfortunately, men will search for the truth, but the truth will be found. No. This is the parable. He said, I take a parable because seeing they cannot see. Listening they cannot hear. And their hearts is so coarse they cannot perceive. They are only victims of corruption. Corruption has begun to make their hearts coarse. It's rendered their heart the inability to pick the word of God. Is it is the demonic corruption that is so thick? That's why they cannot even they have not even decided to follow him. 
But because they gathered, they still this man able to at least start, be a starter, like, you know, taking something that will begin to help you. But the disciple said, all told you it has been given to know because they have made a decision. So their hearts have been open to receive the truth. But that's why you explain to them. And they'll catch it. These same people, when you put your children, don't think they're flesh and blood. What happened? They said, okay, we can't believe it. And you see? They left. Then he told the disciple, he said, Are you going? Peter asked him, Where shall we go? You have the message of what? This corruption will possess people. Take hold of people. There's a spirit in this world. The Bible calls it the spirit at work in the children of disobedience. It's a spirit. That spirit will produce in them rebellion, unbelief, doubt, ignorance, sadness, depression, hatred, unforgiveness, envy, naivety, identity crisis, perversion, moral perversion, lack of self-control, anger, sickness, addiction, sloth, all kinds of the, you know, the factors of corruption. That's the long time when you go to a church or not. You can be in church, it can also possess you. That's why Paul says, whoever is in Christ is a what? A new creature. He's a nature thing, not a church thing. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You must see yourself in a new nature. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. He will give you the right to own my nature. He will give you the right to own my life. He will give you the right to own my spirit. That's the greatest investment of the Holy Ghost in your life. That's the true nature of God that we are supposed to possess. You see, when this becomes a reality in the nature of God, anywhere I'm going, there's this consciousness, there's something about me. It's there. It is not part of your mental articulation. I have something, I have something, I have something, I have something. You know, and you, you, you know that you have it. It's not in heaven, it's with you. And you can engage it in the place of life and get results. Your weight in the spirit will be high because you are like two human beings in one body. This becomes your conception. How many Christians have This is what is called a Christ consciousness. The consciousness of his nature, of his life, and his spirit. We're always explaining one with just the nature. And look at the consequences already. I don't pray against perversion. I resist perversion. It's a spirit. I resist sickness. I resist addiction. I resist ignorance. I resist rebellion. Put on my heart. Begin to pick signals of this. I know that corrupt spirit will come. It's open like a wire. Because it resists the devil and you flee away. Use every means to resist him. If it's prayer, engage it. If it's the word of God, engage it. That's why your daily life is a life of battle, it's a life of you know, warfare. 
Still, they want to fight in heaven. You don't have that. You want to remain free. <laughs> there was war in heaven. The place you're going to. And you want here, you don't have any war. Ah, no, no, no. No wonder David loved me. Oh God, take away the enemy from me. Say, train my hands for battle, my fingers for war. From the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God survives violence and all the violence taken by force. You are in false righteousness in your life. You are in false peace in your life. God, you see, my peace I give unto you. Why did he give it to you? He wants to declare that peace and force it around your environment. You come up and wake up one day, your whole place is looking dark and looking gloomy. You don't understand the atmosphere. You are feeling so sad. You say, in the name of Jesus, I have the peace of Christ. I decree peace in the name of Jesus. You keep saying it, keep decreeing it, and change the atmosphere. We shall speak in spirits. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He gave you the nature to resist the corruption in this world. That's what the Holy Spirit wants you to receive in His fullness. Every day He reminds you, you have the nature of Jesus in you. He wants to convince you. The Bible says, the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He will convict the world of sin, He will convict the world of righteousness. You will convict the world that the devil has been defeated, right? So what is the righteousness is convict the world of? He tried to convince Christians that they have the righteousness of Christ. And the righteousness of Christ is his nature, his life, and his spirit that has deposited in you. And you must acknowledge it like Mary and say, the Almighty have done great things in me. That is sufficient to live in this realm of life. You don't need to ask for with this, you have access to everything. Even you don't come, you say, I know I have everything. Whether I have it or not is inconsequential. But I know I have access to everything. So when the devil comes and starts tempting you with things of this world, he said, Devil, don't tempt me because I have it already. People fall for things because they feel not have it. If you don't change the spiritual energy around you, you will think that life is in that place. <laughs> that is what is deceiving so many. They are running from place to post. They say, let us go to that place, that's where they expect our life. Yeah, I pity them. Those who are there are trying to come to this side. And who are here are trying to go to that side. <laughs> That better life is a good road. Come. That was better life. It's called pseudo deception. You are made pseudo deception. You are made to feel that that life. And still there, we see people are dying every day. Violence, addiction. The same death taking place here is taking place there, but in different manner. And then we bring up my chest and we think that life. Are dying of loneliness. You go there, you see people, they die in their rooms, get rotten, nobody knows. For months. Because you can't see clearly. Life is not supposed to be where 
out there, life is supposed to be in God. If God is still here, life is here. Amen. Amen. It is in Him we live and move and have our way. When we move, we're not moving because that is better. We are moving because they need us to move and we are with God. And once you are with God, everything is with you. Change your mentality. So he gave me his nature. That's what the Holy Ghost declared to me. He will take what is mine and declare it to you and give it to you. He gave me his nature to deal with corruption, spiritual corruption, mental corruption, emotional corruption, body corruption. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to be under any form of corruption. You don't have to wait until you are sick or you are sad or depressed before you see some of these things. They're part of your daily declarations. I resist every spirit of corruption in the name of Jesus Christ. As I say it, your mind is running through all these things here. All of this, none of them will take you by surprise. Before they start operating your life, they must attack your mind. Check well, all of them. Your senses must capture it. You must feel it first. That thing is to notify you a foreign body is intruding. Take action. Heaven is this center. That's what it is. If we don't resist in here, ah, sorry. Christ came down here and Conquered him, created a, a, a life for us, and said, Now finish up the work. Well, we are afraid of him. You will come into the realm of the divine nature in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Holy Ghost will stand this in your heart. You may hear it now, it will not make sense to you, but you come to one day into that consciousness where you have created your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Whoever follows me, John chapter 8, verse 12, shall not walk in darkness. What is the darkness? The corruption. You shall not walk in darkness. That's what he's saying. As you follow him, the Holy Ghost gives you his nature. You shall not walk in darkness. For you shall possess the light of life. The light of life is the nature of God in you. The Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. He lights you up every day each time the word of God comes to you. Each time we gather this way, you know what happens? By the word of God that comes to us, through the revelation of the mystery of the kingdom, our lights, our candles, which is our spirits, get lighted with fresh revelation. That's why as we are sharing the word of God, you begin to understand certain things because light is coming. In his light, we see light. When you go out there, you see the devil trying to quench that light because he knows you are carrying what can make you see further. He targets your light. Jesus said, Let your light so shine, meaning you have a responsibility to make your light shine even brighter. Let your light so shine and make me see it. Your knowledge will be felt. Paul talks about the aroma of the knowledge of Christ. When you receive this knowledge, it changes your mentality. The steps you take is different. 
Your decision takes different things now. We don't address issues. You talk from a realm. People will say, Why are you doing this now? They say, This one promised about. They say, If you run more, for example, let's watch and see. Tomorrow, all that fails. You start to say, Ah, don't tell us. What happened? You're building a new system. I shall not die. I shall live and become the police of God. You're not praying. You are decreeing the law of life in this system. That's the Christian calling. That's what the apostles started with. Why have we lost it? Why are we just watching our heritage taken away from us? Why do we live the ordinary Christian life? As many who receive him, he empowers them to become sons of God. There's an empowerment, there's an investment in you that makes you a child of God. You don't become a child of God by nature, you're a child of God by nature. This is what the Holy Spirit is trying to stir in the body of Christ. When we pray and intercede, He says, Tell the church to wake up. Tell the church to wake up from this awareness. You are the church. Wake up to your nature inside of you that you have been found all these years. Stop seeing yourself the way you are. See Christ in you. They say, Christ in us is what the hope of glory. Shall we begin, man? Amen. Amen. I refuse to be lazy. That will subdue the thing that weakens us. We subdue sleep. We subdue our appetite. We subdue the cravings of life. We subdue all the desires that tries to keep the body upper hand over our spirit. Check very well. Every attack of the devil comes through this corruption. All of it. Number two, he has given us his life. The Holy Spirit says, Brother Vincent, please keep repeating it. Keep repeating it because this is what I want them to capture. They must capture the picture for the scripture to be fulfilled in their life. You know what I said? They must capture the what? The picture. The scripture. They must capture the picture before the scripture will fulfill their life. It's the scripture that can be pictured. And until the picture is captured, the scripture cannot be fulfilled. So they have the picture dimension or the scripture dimension before fulfillment is established. So what the Holy Ghost is doing is trying to help us paint the picture properly in our hearts. For us to not exercise our faith, then He will endorse in our lives. You will see your life playing in captivity. Amen. It is the picture that the scripture has. Calm in your heart that reminded your life. What we call faith is a picture created by the scripture. What we call faith is the picture that the scripture has carved in your heart. So I don't know whether all this thing we are doing here is creating any picture in your mind. 
that one that will remain in the room. Tell her it has remained with me. I, I, I have the gift of fully animated in her life. That will bless with me. <laughs> Wake me from sleep. I will continue from where I stopped. To keep what? Writing the picture. The ministry of Mene Mene is still at work. Shall we do the man? He will create a picture and interpret the picture to you. And that's what will give you the superlative power over things. Dominion. So he has given us his life. Say, I have the life of God in me. I have the life of God in me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, I have the life of God in me. I have the life of God in me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, he said, I have come and you may have life and have it abundantly. You see? To have that life abundantly. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. If he could not spare his only son, but gave him to us all, how will he not with him give us all things? Are we together here? Yes. That is the second dimension the Holy Ghost will establish in your heart. When he gave you his life, that's the life that he has come that you may have. It's not a human life, it's a divine life. The nature of a thing determines the texture of a thing. Because he gave us divine nature, divine nature cannot hold divine life. Because divine nature cannot hold human life. Because divine nature is far, far, far above what human life. So the only life that can be boasted in a divine nature is what? Divine life. And that life is called the eternal life, the undying life. It didn't give it to you because you are qualified, child of God. Stop thinking, I desire, desire it. Well, what I do to have it, you didn't do anything. The only thing you did was to accept Jesus in your life. Allow him to rule your soul. Finish. I have the life of God in me. I have the life of God in me. I have the abundant life. Have the eternal life. This life cannot be subdued. This life cannot be messed up. I'm a dispenser of divine life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There was a transfusion that took place. You think the only what transfusion that takes place? We also have life transfusion. When I receive his nature, he took away my human life and gave me his own life. That's what he said. I've come that you may have it. I was birthed into a new life. That's what the Holy Spirit is trying to convey the church about. That is no longer your life that is there. You are still seeing yourself as a made human being. That's why when nature or when things confront you, you respond from, from, the, from the perspective of the human nature. And you still seem limited and fear takes hold of you. That's the problem. 
Because as you see yourself as a mere human being. For God is saying, can't you remember? I've done something in your life. Say, I have divine life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus gave it to me. Jesus gave it to me. In the name of Jesus. My present existence. Say prophetically. Say my present existence. Is power. Not by my human nature, but by my divine nature. In the name of Jesus Christ. So your whole life, your whole existence, now everything about you is hinging under the power of not your human nature now, but by what? By the divine nature, by the divine life. It is a Jesus life that powers everything, your family, your career, your existence, from the day you were born, or today you, you, you leave this place. See that every day, remind yourself. That is what is called meditation. Meditation is to remind yourself of the realities of the mysteries of Christ better in your life. And that what gives you the feeling to say, ah, thank you. Our life, everything is to thank God for what he has done. You are a chosen race, you are a real priesthood, a consecration, a people sit apart. You know, to sing the praise of God who has called them out of darkness into his wonderful life or light. To sing praises every day. Do you know each time you say, Father, thank you for the divine nature? You have an activated force. That starts against all this. I don't need to pray against them anymore. I have acknowledged solution to dealing with all of them. Your faith covers it. Thank you for the divine nature. I will escape every corruption in the name of Jesus. You say it again. You confess it. You activate it. Each time you confess by faith, you activate it. The life of God in me. My life is power. So nothing can come into my domain and mess up because it doesn't matter under the hand of the human life. But what? Divine life. That's why Paul says, All things work it under good for those who love God. Power your life by the life of God. And you'll be scared again. Oh my son, no, I don't know what is happening to him. Because you think it's your effort as a mother that is keeping him or her. But if you have done this assignment and you have come to a point where you know that the life of your son, wherever it is, is powered by the life of Christ, and you have brought him, that's your son, into this life because of your work, receiving what the Holy Ghost has given to you, you know it's the same hand. When the child is close or far. All you need to do is, Father, I thank you for the life you have given me. My existence is powered by your life. And I know your life will not fail. Jesus, who heard what you say, know the scope of your faith. Know that you trust and believe in him so much that his life powers everything about your aeon. And we account for that life. He said, How will he not with that life give us all things? 
all things that we do to us. But Father Vincent, why is he not here now? Because you are still doubting yourself. You see, believe that you have to pray. You see, believe that everything should be there now, now, now. Number two. Even though you know that everything has been given to you, you think that everything was given to you for a first time by that man. <laughs> Things were not given to you because of your pleasure, of your personal, you know, realities. So it was given to you for a purpose. And when that happens to you, when you now see that your life was given to you, and everything that goes to that life was given to you for a purpose, once your mind captures it, it comes. So you have lost your, your sense of self-ownership. You now become a custodian and a servant to the treasures of God given to you. Are you getting the point I'm explaining here now? Let me explain it again. Because it's very crucial. A typical Christian in Nigeria, and even in the world, believe that anything that comes to them, okay, first, your nature, is it your nature? No. Your life, is it your life? No. So what do you owe here? What do you owe here? So the one that has the life will give you the things that pertain to your life. Two of us. You come from a position, money, material things, favor, etc. Right? All of it is coming based on what people own now this life. Now this person took his life and put inside you here, so his life is inside of you. Because of that, these are coming to you. You now leave the one who gave you this life and start using it for yourself. What are you doing? You are violating the law of life. That's why the early Christians will go and sell what they have and bring it and have a common boss. Because of that this system. <laughs> the way I look at me. <laughs> It's the law of the spirit. That no matter where you find yourself as a Christian, you are a custodian. Say I'm a custodian. That's why the owner, when he tells you to do this, don't resist. Sometimes he'll tell you to do this, you say no. You start arguing against the one who opened that door for you. Now they are bringing trust. Tomorrow they will want to give you something greater because with this little one, they have tested you and you are failed. Now, having seen your inclination, he now tightens the knot so that things will even get more trouble for you. He's not begging again, oh Lord, bless me, bless me. He will say, I bless you before, and I ask you for small, you refuse. He has tested you. He said, If I can't trust you in little things, how can I entrust you with bigger things? Everybody has a season. During your season, he was testing you. Things were okay. He was testing you, testing you, testing you. So, why is it not for your papers, but for his papers? You didn't care to ask his papers. And then when he finished, he touched the lot. Everything went down. He said, God, why me? This 
else given reason to why many Christians don't prosper because they're not prospering by covenant. They're not prospering by commitment. God will so bless you. All you think is how to go and spend your holiday in Banana Island and buy all the gold in this for yourself. When the reason why he's giving you, you didn't ask him this so the blessing. You ask him to bless you, then he bless you. He has given you his life. That's why, as a Christian, you are living a sold out life. It's not your life anymore. Then why do you now turn it to I, me, and myself? He said, Whoever was supposed to deny himself is a law in the spirit. If you, as an individual, can violate the law of life, Within their own ambience, why would the devil not come and join us? Say, ah, are you going to deliver this like so? Let my woman help you break this whole thing down. It's capacity. Make up your mind. Challenge God and say, God, now I have, I have now understand this. I challenge you. Test me and see. Have you heard David saying, test me and see? It sounds. Test me and see. Or was it Joe? Who was telling God, test me and see whether I will fail you again. Because even those who are prospering in the demonic dimension, do you know there are laws that govern their prosperity? Are you aware? When they violate, what happens? Everything disappears. Life is spiritual. Sometimes you hear they see them demonstrate that in the drama they show everywhere. Even the devil himself gives you things on condition. And as you go higher, he keeps demanding terms and conditions to sustain whatever he has given to you. The day you violate it, you will see what will happen. Everything will come what crushing down. Life is governed by laws, not by your cravings and our appetite. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wave your hands to Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Amen. Begin to walk in this path gradually. When He trusts you with something that comes in form of position, money, material things, favor, open doors, and all kinds of reality that come your way. Hold on first. Acknowledge that something has come to you. Go to him first. That's why he's blessing you beyond your needs. He's not giving you what you need. He's giving you beyond your needs. He wants you to be a blessing in his system. Trust him. He who was faithful in your life in the first instance, Will still be faithful to the second instance. That's the law of life. Give and it shall be given unto you. Full measures. Shake it together. Press down. Run it over. He gave you running over. That's why you have more what you need. But you need wisdom to go to him and say, Lord, what do I do? Ask him first. He understands how you feel. He is not a father without feelings. He may start testing you small, small, say, okay, do this, do this, do this. 
And then when you are faithful, you now say, oh, I think this one is uh, sustaining the integrity of our kingdom. Let us commit more to the test. You will discover that things will still be happening right, left, and center. It's called the law of increase. Many Christians have died with treasures committed to them for the sake of the kingdom. They died heaping them somewhere, and then later it became a mess. Do you know how many Christians are dying with treasures God gave to them and it was not used to achieve anything? Because what the Holy Spirit is trying to communicate to them, they didn't get it. They're not part of God's agenda. Let your will be done on earth as it's done in heaven. You refuse to be part of the will of God to fulfill. The reason for this teaching is for you to wake up to awareness. That wherever God has placed you now, he knows you. He said, I'm beating your name with the power of my finger. Everyone has a people. This elevation is coming to you to prepare you for the greater life, for the higher life, for the superlative life. The greatest thing you can do in your life is the Christian is not to appear famous, but to come in line with the purpose of God. And each day you are living within the ambience of his will. No devil will touch you. No nonsense will come your way because you're in the right track. And there's a law of sustaining the course of our lives. So when Paul was saying, I fought what? The good fight of faith. He said, I have run the race. Eh? He said again, what again? I have finished. He said, I have fought the good fight of faith. I have run the race. Uh -huh. I have finished my course. Is it correct? Yes. Every runner has a, a track. You must maintain your even if you're not winning, eh? Finish your curse. Finish that path given to you. Who we'll have a curse? God wants you to finish your curse. And it is in your own curse that has planted favor. Great, great things await you for your curse. Now he blesses you. He says, Ah, oh, this is place of relax. You forget that you have to continue running. <laughs> and allow yourself to be carried away by things here. And the others who are passing, the first shall become what? The last. And the last shall become what? The first. Finish your curse. Continue from glory to glory. As the moment we can trust you with more. Strange things start happening. That's how you activate the spiritual life, the Christian life. Obey the life given to you. That life there is what commands all that is coming. Honor that life. Honor it. Honor it. Anything that comes to you is not because of you. Because there are people like you who are better than you, and nothing of that kind is happening to them. It's happening to you by grace. It is your tongue that the eyes of God is upon you and is trusting you to make a difference. Others are failing. Why are you failing? Number three. 
Are you understanding the implications of what the Holy Spirit is taking from the body of Christ and committing to you? Hmm? First one, corruption of the devils. You don't have to pray against it. He has given you what it takes to live above corruption. Number two, he has given you his life. You don't own your life anymore. The life you live now, you live by faith. In the soul of God who loved you and gave his life for you. Your existence is that whatever is coming is coming to you because of that life. On account of that, you are living every day to honor that life. Honor that life. Honor that life. Things are coming, you are honoring the life. It's no longer I who live. My desire, my craving, my ambition is becoming useless. It is not the ambition and the what and the life and the vision of that life I'm living. I just said, you don't need to pray against any devil. You don't need to pray against any darkness. When they see you, you are your, your first name, they can't touch you. It is this kind of prayer that says, whoever touches you is touching the apple of my eyes. You sleep and sleep comes at once. You wake up, you are so rejuvenated. You are so strong. You are waking with peace and joy. Because you are in his way. You are living where God wants to live at this point in time. You are not living behind. You are not too fast. It is not to continue. They can prosper and continue. Maintain your track and continue. And as long as you are with God, you are the fastest. Let your neighbors, you know, accept everything. Don't look at them. We look unto Jesus and the author of our faith. It is his life we are living, not our personal life. There are people living their personal life. They also end like grass. All the Bible says. Number three, you have not received a spirit of bondage, but have received the spirit of love, power, and what? This is the investment of the spirit upon your life. Spirit of God, you this step is clearer, clearer every day you write down. So keep him. It should be your prayer like every day. Forget all this you are praying about every day. God is good, is God, you are give those things. There's something more important to God in your life than what I ask you. And what this is settled, everything your mind is settled. Then you can talk like David. Surely, what? Goodness and mercy will what? Follow you because by his will. Only in his will can you find what? Goodness and mercy following you. But what's after his will? You pursue his goodness and mercy. So God's investment in your spirit is no longer the bondage that came through Adam, but what? The liberty that came through Christ. The spirit of God. Romans 5 verse 5 says, God has poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And see, that love cannot disappoint you. That's why we can't hate anyone. That's why we cannot live in unforgiveness or anger. No, 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 no. Our hearts now carries a new energy. Shout a big amen. It's called the energy of love. We are condemned to love. We are condemned to pray for people who hate us. People who resist us. We will be angry before them. We will move out somewhere and say, Father, bless this person. Father, visit this person with God. Father, change this person's story. The Bible says, overcoming the evil, doing what? Good. We intercede for them. We pray for them. 
Those who resist us will be blessed. That's how we exercise dominion over the of bondage. They have invested all this power. You see, we are no longer naive, we are no longer empty. They are still of sound mind. Sound mind has to do with the office of the Holy Spirit. And the seven operations of that office is what? Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, piety, fortitude, and the fear of the Lord. You see the point now? All these are now at work in you. Can you see the wonderful thing the Lord has done in your life? For the Almighty has done great things. The great things of his nature, the great things of his life, the great things of his spirit loaded in him now. So what else am I asking for in him? A man full of this whole thing. What is material things? Material things by nature we know that a person is a child of God. And everything will come to the world. Amen. Sustain this. Everything will come to the world. Everything. The more you acknowledge these things, God's investment, and praise God for it, the more you are standing on the gift of God that you receive when you answer a little Every day you stay it up. Every day you stay it up. Every day you stay it up. As you are staying up, your whole young, your whole life is receiving the aroma of God's investment. All of them will be activated. At different quarters. Everything you are here, stand it up in prayer. That's why the Jesus said, Men ought to pray always and don't lose heart. Prayer is not asking God. Prayer is appreciating God, celebrating God's investment in the New Testament. Thank you for life. There shall no death in the name of Jesus. Thank you for divine nature. I refuse away from all forms of corruption. Thank you for your spirit. I have sound mind. I have the love of God in my heart. In the name of Jesus, I dispense God. I dispense peace. In the name of Jesus. Precious Father, thank you. I have power. I do to, uh, to come under defeat in the name of Jesus. I will need the power of God in me. The Bible says, as many who receive him, he empowers them to become God's children in the name of Jesus. I exercise my right as a child of God in this domain. I decree and I declare. You start taking over administratively. This is how we operate in this dimension. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to emphasize and establish in the church, the body of Christ. So why we come on church on Sunday, we come for all the products in church, in church, all the devotions is to establish this. If this does not come in, what are doing is what empty. All this the Lord be with you. All these books of mass. All this example, maybe leave. All of it, if it does not bring about this reality, it is black and pale. Everything is a reception of the gospel. This is the gospel that God's nature has been given to you. The life of God has been given to you. You have received a new spirit. Live out the life of God. Check it out. This is the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's God's power unto what? Salvation. Cause be to me if I preach not the gospel. Because he knows that this is the truth that we must live by. As you grow in this dimension, you need to understand the technology of his head. You need to see the system of darkness. The Bible says the dark places of the earth 
The places where God's word is not lived by, the darkness of earth has become the inhabitation of Christ. The things we are saying happen to me, these are where darkness has taken root. Superficially, we love God. What we say as apparent prosperity, favor, breakthrough, if you go down, you see darkness rooted, taking the source of men. I'm sure you are very comfortable what is happening in the business industry right now in Nigeria. But I got a time. You see, all kinds of things have been done. We've been saying it. The, the, the secular music is not what you think it is. It's called entertainment, basically, but behind it is rooted in ritual where the devil is honored and the source of pain are captured by witchcraft. Where cultism and all forms of demonic darkness. Altars are being erected. But they will show you. They will show you. That's how you find many other things being governed that way. Things that you accept as normal physically behind the scenes, the, the corruption that you put there. Only the spirit can do that to you. When you allow yourself to move from this realm and live in the dimension of this reality, that's when God can be can say, This is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. You listen to me. You are now counted among the chosen. On the day of your exit, heaven will open a jar, and they will see angels leading on enter and begging him because they are a fulfillment of the reason why he died. A testimony of one who has proved the day that what Christ invested on earth is not a failure. This is the agenda of the Holy Spirit. And as you grow in this dimension, God will honor your life. God honors your life. Every day, from glory to glory, from strength to strength. I see somebody coming to this dimension. I see the Holy Spirit spelling this in the heart of people at this place right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This shall be a living reality in your soul. It is being fulfilled in your hearing. As we listen to this today, your spirit gets activated. Your spirit gets connected. You will not exit this earth without walking in the dimension and the light of this knowledge in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The devil has met his water load. Force of evil has met their water load. No more corruption. No more decadence. No more sickness. No more naivety. No more negativity in the name of Jesus Christ. Life has come. Jesus has given us his divine nature. His spirit has filled us. No more disappointments in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious Father, we stand this gift up by praise. We stand this gift up by thanksgiving. Thank you for the investment of this realities in us. Thank you for the glory that is in us. Christ in us is the hope of glory. We walk in this superlative life. We walk in this dimension, Father. In the name of Jesus. Let the light that is in us shine that all men may see and give glory to the holy name. Thank you, precious Father. In the name of Jesus, we curse every sickness. We curse every poverty. We curse every limitations of darkness in the life of those who are here right now. In the life of as many who are connected to us, we decree by the law of life that there shall be no darkness in any place that connects to us. As many who are connected to us by faith, by blood, 
we decree and declare there shall be no darkness, there shall be no death, there shall be no limitations, there shall be no frustrations. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we exercise the dominion of the life of Christ in us over them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We bless them with prosperity, we bless them with peace. We bless them with joy. We decree that our homes shall become the fathers of divine fathers of his glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As many who come in contact with us, we encounter the divine energy of liberation, the divine energy of blessing, the divine energy of the life of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Precious for the kingdom of God, take all the glory, take all the honor, take all the adoration. In the name of Jesus, our tongue shall be bold. In the name of Jesus, prophetically, we speak into realms of negativity. And we command that the will of the enemy shall not prevail over the will of God. The will of God will be established. The will of God will be established in our land, in our families, in our children, in our career, in our going and coming. The purpose of God will be better in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious for our King of glory. May your hand be held upon your children. Even as you have been today, the ministries of your kingdom. May you impart the most impart. That whatever they have heard today become a living reality in their soul. That darkness will lose this place. That your children will experience glory, experience transformation, experience a change of story. Precious for the kingdom of glory. Father, you don't find you know my power, I know my mind, but by your spirit. Thank you for your faithfulness, O Lord. Let the Holy Ghost. Bring a breath, a new breath upon you, strengthen you, revive you, precious Holy Spirit, fresh anointing upon your sons and daughters, fresh anointing upon this place. Take these words of head and bring them in the chamber of our souls. Bring more conviction, bring more grace. Bring more power. Let there be strength in the realms of weakness. Bring strength to our mental state, to our emotional state. Every weakness and poison the enemy has brought to our spiritual, mental, emotional, and body state. And it's very characteristic of the weakness that have invaded the church. May we lose his grip of our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be strength. Let it be the more of strength. Let it be the more of strength upon you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We minister the life of God. May you see strength in your soul. New energy, new grace. You will not lose your faith. Every effort of enemy to snatch your faith from you will not prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I have you every spirit of confusion. Every spirit of intimidation, every spirit of fear, every spirit of lack of courage, do thou free from our God's people. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious Father, strengthen your sons and daughters. They will come to search for you. Let the light of faith shine upon them right now. From the top of their head down to the sole of their feet. Precious Holy Spirit, bring upon them a new breath of life. Let our zeals come up for you, Lord Jesus Christ of God. In kingdom in us, the fire of the Lord. In kingdom in your children, the fire of the Lord. In kingdom in your children, the fire of faith. In kingdom in your children, the fire of righteousness. 
fire of courage, the fire of knowledge. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Amen. let it be fresh fuel of your faith upon your sons and daughters. In the name of Jesus Christ, precious Father, King of Glory, may they dwell in the shadow of your wings and enjoy the covenant that comes from you. I decree and I declare that the whole of darkness is broken forever. The whole of iniquity is broken forever. There shall be no strange news among us. For the scepter of the wicked, I decree and declare, shall not rest in the land of the just. Precious Father, King of Glory, by your word, you have decreed the cause of heaven that there shall be no hurt, there shall be no destruction, there shall be no corruption, there shall be no negativity in all the holy mountains, because the knowledge of the word of God shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. As to even as your children, have assimilated the mysteries of your world to you. Let the weight of this truth that have come to the gentiles of their soul be fed like the waters of the ocean in their life and the past. Nothing can withstand the force of the ocean when the enemy come against them like a flood. May the ocean of your world take hold of it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious Father, pour out fresh spirit of Jesus upon your sons and daughters. Fresh spirit that comes from the chamber of your own soul. May everyone here be activated. Strengthen in your inner man in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We dominate and come against every spirit that has taken hold of your appetite, your cravings, and is giving and zeal for God. We decree and declare fervency in your heart.
Pastor, you get your story in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Get a hold of the attacks of the enemy. Lose this bitch for their life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As heaven won over the battles that came, likewise we shall win in our domain also in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.